Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible. And gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. The Dana Show. I'm a maximalist, okay? And I love gas and oil and coal. I love it. Love. I, when I turn my car on, I want it to sound like a beast from hell. That's what I want. It, I want to hear it. Do you believe in the performance of your mask or you do not? That's such a trick, man. My mask doesn't work unless your mask is on. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. We all have our favorite phrases and things like that, right? I have a friend who still says the word balls, And I'm like, stop, don't do it. But have you ever loved a phrase so much that every single time you speak on any issue, you find a way to use that phrase as a crutch? I don't know. Maybe this is because... Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, can't keep speechwriters or can't keep staff. She's lost 13 so far. But you listen to this. This is different clips of her speaking on various different issues. Different whether she's she was speaking at a thing with electric vehicles and a thing on Asian Americans and all kinds of stuff and PBS during the debate, all kinds. And she is really really fond of one phrase in particular. Listen. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen. That was her on running for president. Have to believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. On impeachment. And we must always see who we can be, unburdened by who we have been. Hmm. On Gavin Newsom. An ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been. What can be, unburdened by what has been. To see what can be, unburdened by what has been. We see what can be, unburdened by what has been. Bring people to see what can be, unburdened by what has been. Who see what can be, unburdened by what has been. It is the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been. I mean, she uses the same hand gestures. See what can be, pointing up, unburdened by what has been. It's like a move. 
see what can be unburdened by what has been. Oh my, it's now in my head. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> she really likes that phrase a lot. A lot. I don't know if you guys know, speaking of the Biden administration. <sighs> this uh, point in the video, remember the video we had the other day? Where it looked like he was going to go and like shake hands with somebody. And if there was a ghost, apparently, I don't know. So they apparently were trying to say Biden was just pointing. I guess he points with his hand. (laughs) Who does this? Who points with their hand? Oh, my gosh. I can't. This this administration is I don't even know. I have no words. I have no words. Oh, she lost 13 staffers. And I'm trying to think what else. Another one, one of our main ones earlier today. That came in. And yet, I don't know, she's, no wonder they don't put her out there. No wonder that she doesn't, she doesn't speak often because of this. Because it sounds horrible. My word. So we've been focusing on a number of different things. We were talking a little bit about uh, the surrender cons. And the Marjorie Taylor Greene ridiculousness that's happening. I mean, that's a voter's thing. She's, they're trying to say that she's ineligible to run for re-election because she somehow was part of an insurrection. It was never really actually an insurrection. It's so dumb. And they are trying to rob voters of their ability to hold their own officials accountable if they so choose. I think this is all just like gearing up if Trump decides he wants to run. And really, it's not even Trump. What if Trump decides he doesn't want to run? Anybody who decides to run, they're going to try to figure out how to use something like this on them. It's just, it's wild. This is, uh, this is a, a, it's, it's a major abuse of the 14th, it's section three of the 14th Amendment. So we're going to continue watching. I don't think that they're going to be successful because it just doesn't meet the legal litmus. It does not. You know what also doesn't meet any kind of standard of measure? Dudes, modeling for Victoria's Secret. I don't like Victoria's Secrets because their bras are too padded. I mean, if you, I mean, they have some cute stuff, I guess, but I haven't gone in there in forever. But they do all kinds of stuff. They do, they do swimwear and logo shirts and loungewear. And they have announced some dude. <laughs> Was this guy their secret? Ta-da, it's me, Darren Barnett. I'm the first male ambassador. I am the new face of Pink's gender-free line. And see, we are, even though we claim that we hate gender, we're going to still use the word pink and we're going to try to make it ironic. And so that artistic turn of phrase would not have any irony at all whatsoever if we were not also appealing to the femininity that is typically associated with pink. So we just totally took an L ourselves on that. So Victoria's Secret's been trying to revamp its image because I guess the, the guy who ran it was a big old whore. I don't know. I mean, he apparently was. I don't know. I don't care enough. So this guy who I don't. His eyebrows are I don't like manscaping anyway. So he's 30 and he is doing some kind of he's going to be their new face. They pink is like the sub label like of Victoria's Secret's. And they announced a gender-neutral line. Okay. Uh, and so now... Are you all right? 
You're going to go get you some panties over at Vicky's Secret, Kane? I, I jokingly every now and then would say P-A-N-N-I-E-S, panties. And the left is like, she can't even spell her talk. I hate you people. You're going to go get you some panties over at Vicky's Secret. You're going to go up in that pink store, go in the Vicky's Secret, get you some panties, Kane? Because they have male panties, men's panties over there. <laughs> so he's promoting their gender-free collection. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Well, it can be worn by a man or a woman. Okay, can't men or women wear most anything anyway? I don't get it. So they had poor sales. They shut... 20 of their stores and their company L brands. They're not doing their Victoria's secret show anymore. The Victoria's secret show was all about like manufactured in CCP land, stiff lace and unbreathable satin. That's a very unforgiving fabric. I mean, I'm just saying, so they decided that they were going to promote neutral underwear and they're going to show size diversity. Kane, I'm really on the ledge with that one right there. And they said that it was too little too late. You're just trying to play catch up. Yes. So I love the ideology of the left. Like, how dare you not be exactly what we want? And then when you try, you're too little too late because we don't allow for redemption or reconciliation. That's them. Anyway, so the Victoria's Secret executive, Ed Razik, he was accused of sexually harassing, I guess, some of the models i don't know i mean i don't know and he said that everything was untrue and taken out of context i don't know is it still not a hip because is it not a hip place for everybody to get their panties i don't know i just i don't like the idea of panties in a bin and you got to go and dig out your size it's just kind of weird you know <laughs> just like the communion panty bin i don't like it i don't like that the communal panty bin everybody go get your panties go dig through the bin the bin go find them yeah i'm not not so much so they said that they've been trying to stay relevant in recent years i think because people are going more for comfort and i don't know like i looked at victoria's can i just be real i looked at some other stuff and i'm like y'all tacky as hell this tacky like, nobody's going to, if you're trying to be comfortable at night, no one's going to wear, I'm not wearing shiny and sequins. And have you seen the lingerie? What's with, like, the feathers and the floof? No. That's just, I'm not going to go any further, but no. <sighs> anyway, I don't care if they do it. But that's the thing, I don't care if they, I, if people like that, yeah, go get it. Girl, if you love all that shiny stuff, you go get you some shiny lingerie. You go get it. You go get you some panties out of the bin. Go and get it. It's America. But now they got a guy there. I ain't going to listen to no man on leisure wear or on underwear. I am not listening to a dude. Not going to happen. And they said that um, they're mad because he said that the brand, the show was supposed to be a fantasy show, the Victoria's Secret show. And he was not going to cast plus size or transsexual models. And he got, that's really why they ran him out. They decided to add the, you were sexually harassing people. They tacked that on at the end. They got mad because he wasn't going to hire fat chicks and he wasn't going to hire trans. That's why. Let's be real. Let's just say it. People would watch, I never watched it. I've never watched one of those shows. It's, isn't it all the same anyway? It's just like a variation on bras and panties. And they got wings on them. Woo. <laughs> But I just think it's they they were mad because he wouldn't that I guess that guy I don't know maybe he was a total jerk I don't know 
But can I just say that I don't know anyone. Like, if you're seriously bra shopping, I don't know. Guys, I'm sorry. This is going to be TMI for you, and I don't care. Ladies, lean in. Y'all know that if you were seriously going to go and buy you a brassiere, like you were serious about it, like you were going to go get a workout bra because you're going to lift or you're going to run or you wanted like a serious push-up or something like that, you're not going to go in Vicky's Secret. No, you're, you're going to go and get you a Wacol at Nordstrom or you're going to go, you know, like a Macy's and get you something that's like right set up on a hanger in a discreet part of the store, not behind the panty bin where in front of that is the floofy angel wing thing. Let's just be real. And it doesn't have... I mean, some of these things have more padding than my dog's orthopedic bed. I got to be honest. It's <laughs> Did Mike Lindell get the guts of the MyPillow from the padding at Vicky's Secret Bras? I'm just curious because like you, it would add 5,000 sizes. That's great if you are part of the IBTC, but shut up. It has to be said. If you are on that committee, then that may be great. And no no shade. But I'm just saying. I just, I don't see why everyone, I don't see why they feel like they have to have a dude. Women can't have a single damn thing, can we? We can't have a single thing. Not one thing. Yay, That's Victoria's Secret. It's balls. That's <laughs> secret. Have you heard of American Wagyu? No. Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought after beef in the world and I can get you two free pounds. So our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Dana. So not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market. And you'll find boxes like the Ranchers Classic, their best-selling combo of beef and chicken, or the new Prepper Kit. And with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation. Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com Dana. GoodRanchers.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh my gosh, I was like really like jamming to this just tune, and I almost forgot to come to the to the rest of the show. Uh, Bill Murray, a filming filming has been halted after an inappropriate behavior ca- uh, complaint was filed against one of our favorites, Bill Murray. According to a report, our friend Jenny Cruda has this story. He was working on a film called Being Mortal. And apparently reports came out that somebody accused him of inappropriate behavior. So they it's a searchlight film. Production was suspended. Deadline Hollywood said that it had to do with a campaign, a complaint made against Murray for inappropriate behavior. And that's it. Um, they, searchlight has not responded. Now, this is not the first time like him and Richard Dreyfus fought all the time during What About Bob? And he got into a physical fist fight with Chevy Chase when, oh, gosh, what was the movie? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, my gosh, the golf movie. Remember? Thank you. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, Caddyshack. He got into a physical fight, which Chevy Chase is, all, is kind of a jerk, too, though. So you had two, you know, it, I just, it's difficult for me to see Bill Murray in that. And I'm always going to root for Bill Murray if he's going to throw a punch at Chevy Chase. Uh, but, and he got into it with Har- uh, Harold Ramis and all this stuff. And uh, Richard Dreyfus said that Bill Murray was a an Irish drunken bully. 
is what he said. And I thought, I, this sounds kind of funny. Anyway, that's, that's, he's being investigated. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple of other ones. It includes an, a Los Angeles company is accused of faking hundreds of coronavirus tests. They were handing out all these fake tests because people are going to try to scam the scam. That's how it was. So they were taken to court. Uh, you and I, we all spent $246 million getting animals high. Yep. $246 million in taxpayer money to get animals stoned. White Coat Waste, they have a project report that they publish. And this came out yesterday, or sorry, Wednesday. It highlights 10 instances of the National Institutes of Health funneling money to researchers who experiment with getting animals high or making them consume nicotine. So at Oregon Health and Science University in 2012, they gave monkey, uh, they gave monkeys uh, pot uh, or marijuana, marijuana cannabis edibles to assess the to ask, to assess the outcome of THC on reproductive health, and that cost 170 million dollars of our taxpayer money for that experiment. I could do it for like five, like uh, you know a one million. I'll get monkeys high for a million dollars. Come on. All of the experiments are in violation of the Stevens Amendment, a provision that requires federal grant recipients from the Department of HHS to disclose certain details, White Coast White Coat Waste Project says. Now, we don't know how much of the $246 million allocated was used because the law requiring specific disclosure had not been followed. So all our money... Why do I pay six figures in taxes? I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. To push back against the giant corporations that have decided not only are they going to pass along costs, they're going to take a big dollop of extra profits. And those are things that get our economy, I, I think the way to describe it is they get it out of whack. They get prices too high. We've got too many corporations that are doing too much profit gathering. We also... Wow too much profit gathering was the video on that that's elizabeth warren so that's they hate corporations except if the if they're groomers welcome back to the show dana lash here the corporations are bad and everybody's got to pay and 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 corporations should pay all their money in taxes because they're keeping people poor unless it's disney and then you know if you take away their special exemption then that's that's bad and and everybody freaks out we're all going to die right isn't that kind of how it is goodness so where do they do they want corporations to pay their fair share or there do they not i don't know they love taxes though except except if it is i guess something that you know affects them or affects their biggest i guess donors some of their surrogates their agents of state 
So check this story out. This is crazy. So in Rhode Island, these are, this is a really dumb proposal. In Rhode Island, they are proposing a bill that would require every eligible person who resides, who works, or who pays taxes in the state to get the COVID vaccine. Anyone who refuses to get the vaccine will be fined $50 a month and, quote, this is from the bill, which is at uh, rilegislature.gov, and it's Bill Text 22. It says, quote, anyone who refuses fine $50 a month, and quote, shall owe twice the amount of personal income taxes as would otherwise be assessed, end quote. So if you are in Rhode Island and you don't want to be vaccinated, or maybe you've had nature's vaccine and you already got the thing, because that's not included. It's not relevant if you already had it. (sighs) They'll double your income tax. That's the craziest thing. Medical and medical exemptions are irrelevant. Because they argue that government bureaucrats, you know, they can decide that, well, those determinations are wrong. What, wait a minute. I thought, why, so now you have government pretending to be doctors, but women can't determine what a woman is if they're not biologists. Okay. And parents who refuse to vaccinate their kids also will get double under this bill proposed, would have their income taxes doubled. That's cr- How is this a thing anymore? It's an endemic virus with a super low fatality rate you can easily argue the flu is worse now and might have been able to argue it was worse to begin with why is this because it's about control i when they were focusing i've never thought this is not at all about mitigating anything it's about control that's all it is it's about control because otherwise why would you for the first time in human history, ignore natural immunity. I didn't realize that Rhode Island was so goofy like that. But they are. I mean, that's almost, that's like some Shanghai territory, which we're going to talk about here coming up. So, in Wokery, can someone explain to me what two-spirit is? I feel like there's so many more important things that I need to focus on besides defining that. Have you heard of that before? Two-spirit? I bring this up. Because of this story about University of Waterloo in Canada. They advertised for a science position. But they are only, they're limiting all considerations for this new position. To people who identify as women, transgender, non-binary, or two-spirit. But that's binary. Yeah, spirit, isn't spirit, two-spirit, binary? It is. So they said, so if you look it up. It's apparently, it was completely created in 1990. It's not a real thing. It was a fake, it's a thing that was created. Like how Kwanzaa was created by a professor, apparently. This was created by uh, an indigenous, lesbian, and gay international gathering in Winnipeg to distinguish and distance Native American and First Nations people from non-Native peoples. You need to really distinguish that more? It seemed pretty obvious. Okay. 
they said that they wanted to co- coin a new term to encourage the replacement uh, it, uh, for something else. I don't know. This is so ridiculous. So two, what is, geez. So gay Indian? Is that what it is? Hang on. Let's go to the Google. Because if the, why don't you just say gay Indian? Or does that not appropriate? It doesn't cover both spirits. So, oh, it's a masculine and feminine spirit. So it's, okay. Why do you have to, it's like, let's create something else that we can be aggrieved about. Mas- people have masculine and feminine traits. That doesn't mean you're two-spirit. Just call yourself two-traits. That's right. Just that would actually be more accurate. Anyway, I bring this up because I, <laughs> I got to get past the two-spirit thing. The university which would go after people for lecturing about, you know, biblical stuff in a, in a church setting. And they don't have any problem with saying that, you know, we're going to limit, you know, who can get hired and, and who is hired and who isn't going to get hired. Uh, but this um, university is saying you can't get hired unless you're one of these things, unless you check this box. You got to check this box. They said that a two-spirit person, this is how they define it. Someone who identifies as having both a masculine and a feminine spirit. And Kane, in case you wanted to know, this was coined first in 1990 at the third annual intertribal Native American First Nations Gay and Lesbian American Conference. And it could define same-sex attraction or not. And it also could include people who might be described in Western culture as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual, transgender, gender, queer, cross-dressers, who have multiple gender identities. Oh my gosh, that's like a... So, yeah. Anyway. This is... They're only going to hire these people there, so don't bother applying. What if you're a dude who wants the position and you're qualified academically? Can't you just be like, I, too, am a two-spirited female transgender person. Can't you just say that? Like, go, he can do, you can do what you want. And no one can question it. You can't ask questions because if you ask questions, <gasps> do you disbelieve? Because that's a form of bigotry. Questioning is, is, a, is a symptom of rejection. That's how they view it. That's the psychology of the left. Question, the presence of a question is indicative of a rejection you have to believe wholeheartedly immediately otherwise you are excommunicado you cannot ask questions so kane what's stopping like you if you wanted to be like well hello there i am also supremely qualified for this position identify as a two-spirited trans woman right yeah sure works you're a woman transgender and two-spirited there you go yeah do you identify as that it seems to work. You could, you would get sued for that, I would think, over here, right? I would think so. So, this uh, came up by way of Twitchy. I love when people just totally take an L publicly. I know I shouldn't love it, but I do anyway. So this this activist, and I'm this. I don't know how old this dude is. He's, I guess, he's like a PCU Jeremy Piven when he's in college, even like in his thirties. So. This dude said, he tweeted this out, quote, Today, 
I resigned from Publix. After four years of service, I was so disheartened when the company failed to even make a statement following more than $200,000 in donations to sponsors of the Don't Say Gay Bill. Let's all call on Publix to hashtag stop funding hate. Guys, he resigned himself. He resigned from four years of exemplary service at Publix. From his multi-awarded cashier position at the Publix. How much, how much shrapnel did you take back in groceries? I mean, this is when people get really into themselves. And they, so he quit his job getting carts because he couldn't talk about, because teachers can talk about who they banged on the weekend or their K through third. Is that right? Is that, let's just be real about it. Don't sit here. I'm not going to engage in the, they couldn't talk to them about gender. You guys were talking about who you were banging behind closed doors. You're sitting here talking to kindergartners through third graders about male copulatory organs and female copulatory organs. You're, you're, you're not talking to them about math or science. Hell, some of you, if you can't even figure out your bits, I don't expect you to figure out how to teach my kid or anybody's kid how to do basic math. Right? Here you have two plus one equals dude. Get it? Simple. But the self-inflated sense of, I don't know, service here, this is, and I think that dude's like a week late, it seems, because the bill's already done, dude. And it, and, and we've talked, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what, that the bill didn't even said that, say that because we've talked about that six ways to Sunday. So just, mm. now he wasn't the only one who was really dippy over the weekend. Eric Swalwell, he's the dullest knife in the drawer. He retweeted this AP piece, which said Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs bill dissolving Disney's private government after the company criticized the, uh, and by the way, it's the parental rights and education bill. And Swalwell tweeted this, quote, imagine wanting the right to attack gay people so badly that you kill Mickey Mouse to do it. What? How does this, what is this, what? So not being able to talk kindergartners about graphic sex without their parents' knowledge or consent means you're killing Mickey Mouse and attacking gay people? I don't want straight people talking to kindergartners the third without parents' consent or knowledge about sex. What the hell does this have to do with gay people, by the way? Can the gays, I mean, and I'm not, I know a lot of conservative gays are not in this position, but can the leftist gays stop making every damn thing about themselves? Stop it. Not everything's about you, Marsha. It's not, girl. It's not. It doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter who you bang when you go home. Nobody has the right to tell a stranger's children, a stranger's kid, this is how people have sex. This is what's going on at, you know, XYZ, <laughs> no pun intended, and without the parental consent or acknowledge, or acknowledge at all. And this is why I say the left used to love consent until they didn't. You're not attacking anyone by saying that you don't have the right to in to sit here and and talk to kindergartners about sex that's not killing mickey mouse mickey mouse committed seppuku this this has nothing to do with this jiminy christmas eric swalwell of course he was with a 
literal communist Chinese spy for how long? Sleeping with her until someone in the someone in the uh, house was like, "Hey, you realize that that's a CCP spy? Maybe keep your powder dry." Wink, wink. Just saying. Golly, we have more to come, including the warning on AI. The more I read about this, the creepier it is. Artificial intelligence. And it's not just Musk, but a lot of people are saying that this is actually worse than any kind of nuclear threat. Dude, it's the Matrix. We're all going to be harvested in like little pods. That's just going to happen. Uh, we also have the, uh, some just updates as it relates to Russia, because there was a really interesting story that emerged as the, on the Julian calendar, Orthodox uh, Russian churches were celebrating uh, Easter. And there was supposedly this video of Putin at an Easter service, except now it was last year's Easter service and they changed the color of his tie and they repurposed it and acted like it was new footage of him at this Easter service at their Orthodox Church there in Moscow. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and Liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter chapter and verse over on Substack and you can access that link through any of my social media profiles or up at the subscribe link at DanaLash.com. So as we're watching the big Twitter deal and waiting for any kind of announcement from Twitter itself, um, I love this tweet that Musk had. I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. That's exactly what free speech is. And so going to be a very interesting year here ahead of us. Uh, and, and, and I'm curious as to what effect this is going to have, too. You got to think about uh, the elections because Twitter was a platform that was able to shape. See, a lot of it, it's, it's really where uh, pundits, journalists, the commentariat class People who think they're way more important than they are. And I think all of us are included. It's where everybody goes to kind of duke it out. But it's the big public square, right? Everybody gets a soapbox. Everybody's soapbox was supposed to be the same height, and Twitter decided to manipulate it to where it wasn't. I was reading this piece in relation to that, to Musk's remarks on AI, and I've been reading a lot about AI. And one of the things that always sticks out to me is the fact that logic is bereft of any kind of emotion obviously and for good reason it's logic i mean it's just reason and 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 you know mental mathematics but sometimes the most logical decision isn't the right one what is right sometimes isn't logical and what is logical sometimes isn't right and that's the that is the singular difference between any kind of artificial intelligence and humanity and that's why you can't have ai grow to becoming 
the threat that all of these all of these scientists and computer programmers are warning that it could be. We got more on that to come. We have a second hour just barreling up now. So stay with us back in a second. These trucks that Greg Abbott has blockaded from coming in to the United States are carrying parts that are destined for the factory floor in San Antonio, where we build the Toyota Tundra and Tacoma, to factories in Ohio and Michigan and other parts of this country. It's going to jeopardize jobs throughout this state and throughout the United States of America, for that matter. It's going to increase prices at our grocery stores even higher, and it's worsening a supply chain problem that we already had. And this didn't have to happen. It's the decision of one man and one man alone Greg Abbott, some kind of political stunt that does nothing to improve the safety or security at our border because these inspections are for, Lawrence, things like the tire pressure or the way that the engine might be running in that 18-wheeler. Hmm, hmm, hmm. What am I, that's, so that's uh, Robert O'Rourke, <laughs> who is, oh, was he on uh, the MSNBC guy show? The guy who thinks he's Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on his show talking about, well, Abbott's, you know, it's a political stunt. Beto O'Rourke is a breathing political stunt. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you on this Wednesday. Whew. He's he's an entire stunt. Where was uh, Bader there? He's I haven't seen him. He hadn't been back at the border. He he. Yeah, he's I, where was the welcoming committee from the left? I'm curious. I haven't seen it. Gosh, can you believe this guy's going to he instead of getting a job, he's going to run for every seat that he possibly can because he he got high on his own farts. I don't know how else to say it. Like the left told him they ran him. He was just a prop to to seed voters, to seed the ground and register voters. That's all it was. But he really believes that he can do it. It's like it's like watching me trying to understand football. Not going to happen. Right. <sighs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Okay, so a few things, because I got some woke stuff and all kinds of craziness to get into. This uh, whole piece, I remember this story with the Oberlin College. And it was this bakery that was, now they're being subjected to all of these like ridiculous protests. Oh, this is nuts. This whole story. I feel bad for the family that owns this. So <clears throat> I don't know if you all remember this. This uh, appeals court had determined that that Oberlin has to pay Gibson's Bakery a lot of money for defamation. This it's a crazy case. There was a some wokery in this a woke college student. And some of these, uh, their woke administrators, they said that Gibson's Bakery was guilty of racism because they dared to prosecute three students who shoplifted. And they just, they tried to destroy this bakery. This is mob rule, right? This is when you're determining innocence or guilt in the public sphere as opposed to a court of law. And so, this uh, it was a Washington Free Beacon piece, and it was a it's a bakery that's in near Oberlin College in Ohio. Students there accused these these 
the, the people who own the bakery of racial bias because they had prosecuted three shoplifters. And this, um, it was, a, it, and they said that the, the students said, you know, we're trying to steal from the bakery. They accused the shop owners of racism. And then there was this very public campaign of destruction against the bakery that was taking place. They protested them. They, you know, they, they said that the owners were racist because they were prosecuting the students who had visited their shop. But it was actual, there were three students, and by the way, it was two black students, one white student. They had physically assaulted one of the bakers, Alan Gibson, during the whole shoplifting innocence. And they all pled guilty to attempted theft and aggravated trespassing. That's the other thing. I mean, people forget apparently all of that in this story. They had a, they physically assaulted Alan Gibson, one of the owners of the bakery. And so because the people who own the business dared to call the police and then prosecute the thieves, they were called racists. And the Oberlin College's, some of the deans, some of their own faculty, the administration, participated in the woke protests against the bakery. But here's what's interesting. As the story progressed, as the Free Beacon noted, 40 people in the you know, years past had been arrested for shoplifting there, and only six of them were black. And so they had, um, Oberlin, what, has like an $800 million endowment. They're all social, it was all social justice warriors. And so they, the, the bakery, they ended up, they sued Oberlin for defamation from everything that they were involved in, and they won. They won a massive, they won an $11 million verdict. And by the way, the people, the, the students who stole, one of the people had tried to steal two bottles of wine by hiding them under his shirt. And... Uh, they had slapped, and the guy, the, the guy, Alan Gibson, the, the baker, was trying to take a picture when they were in the store, and Alan, uh, one of the guys, one of the uh, shoplifters slapped his hand, and uh, it hit Alan in the face, and threw the two bottles of wine on the floor, and he attacked Alan. I mean, it was crazy. And, but it was the people who owned the bakery that were apparently the bad people. This is nuts. So they were, they, they were, and by the way, there were also, there was also body cam footage that was released um, where they went in and they, the police were interviewing Alan Gibson and his father, David, when all of this happened. And the video is still up, uh, Ed Gibson, it's still up on YouTube. And so the Oberlin students, all the woke people, they went out and they had their Black Lives Matter protests and all that stuff outside. They said it was a racist establishment, including Meredith Romando, the Oberlin College Dean of Students, who handed out literature also smearing Gibson's Bakery as a racist establishment. Wow. So Gibson sued Oberlin. They said the school was trying to hurt their business with false accusations. Uh Gibson's also said that the school demanded that, this, that, that if there was any kind of shoplifting at the bakery, that they call the school and not police. 
it was just crazy. So the school cut off all business with the bakery and the judge ruled uh, that the, you know, the case is going to go to trial and all this stuff. And so, yeah, they ended up winning. And now, so that's the backstory. The appeals court, it went from $11 million. They ruled Oberlin has to pay Gibson's Bakery $32 million. Yeah. I think they, they were, uh, originally, it was June 19, they got $11 million in compensation. There was an, a $33 million punitive. And then that was reduced to twenty five by the judge. And then it went to appeal. And the appeals court ruled in the uh, Baker's favor. This is longcrime.com. But the, ba- the school doesn't want to pay up. School does not want to pay up. His sad thing is, is that the owner of the bakery passed away in November of 2019, before the, long before the case was resolved. So, yeah, and Oberlin just doesn't want to, they don't, they don't, they don't want to pay up. And now they're continuing to boycott the bakery. Um, all this is still ongoing. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They're still, and the bakery's like facing ruin because they had to slash their staff from 12 people to four people, according to Daily Mail, after the 2016 incident. Um, they've been under a lot of stress because people protest them. They boycott them. They've, you know, all of this. They get in front of the bakery and, you know, get engaged in shenanigans and all kinds of stuff. So I think Oberlin needs to pay up. Parents need to reconsider sending their kids to that POS school. It is. I was telling uh, Kane on break. So my son is one of my uh, my son is going to be a senior next year in high school. He's got a four GPA. If like out of everybody, you know, in out of who would get a, a you know full ride scholarship to some university, it would be him. And he has no interest. He has no good opinion of any university. He says it's all woke BS, and he is not going to. Uh, have any money spent facilitating that he's done with it so super smart super smart kid and he's very stuck in his ways on it so (sighs) we're trying to he said he's gonna he he well he does want to start his own business i'm like it would be helpful to actually take some business classes because if you're going to start a business you need a business plan and and if and a business plan should not take forever and you're going to need to figure out how you're going to get started, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a weird decision because now it's everything is so crazy and so pronounced. It is such a different world from when I graduated and went to college. And now everything that kids are dealing with, I would have been so, I would have gotten in so much trouble if I was a college student today. Oh, my gosh. I feel bad for college kids today. We, we need to not be raising our kids with a spirit of timidity. That's not how we were. It's not how we were made. All right. So the CDC is going to extend the travel mask requirement for two weeks for some reason. Just just two, 15 days. Where did, in Kane notes, where did we hear that before? 15 days to slow the spread, right? Yeah. 15 days to slow the spread. Um, hmm. They, uh, CDC said they're extending the order. It was going to expire on April 18th. It's going to extend to May 3rd. So they can study the Omicron. So TSA on planes, buses, trains, hubs, they all have to, people are going to have to be wearing these stupid face panties. 
I'm it's the dumbest thing it actually I think it actually makes you sicker you're getting all that stuff it's like it's not filtering anything it's not filtering this out this is so dumb this is not science this is uh, well, we got to look like we're doing something or we need to look like we have a handle on this. I mean, what is there to study? How long is Omicron? I've had, I had Omicron back in December. How, what, is, what else is there to study? Nothing. It's not doing anything. It's just, it's, this is pointless. I, I, I don't think we're going to have another lockdown because I'll go to jail first. You will literally have to physically send a SWAT team to come and make me. I'm so not even exaggerating. Not even. I will raise all hell. You should too. There's no reason to lock down anything. There's no reason to lock down an economy. There was no reason to do it in the first place anyway. You had a lot of Republicans stupidly going along with it. Yeah, there's... mm -mm. At at least not like... I saw another video. I can't hardly bring myself to talk about all the the stuff in Shanghai. If If they... There was a video that came out. Someone was outside with their pet and they just grabbed this pet separated this pet from its owner bagged it i can't i can't even i can't even that's when that's why you have a second amendment second amendment was there to curb a tyrannical government and if there was such a thing like that in shanghai then i would be encouraging people to take to the streets to with their second amendment craziness we got a lot more to get into including some foreign policy stuff also uh a couple of other things the um as it relates to gender. I know. Women are... Here, just quick headline. Women can be... This is from The Guardian. Women can be strip-searched by trans officers who were born male, say British police. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So... This first up here, Biden's new ATF nominee had once previously claimed that Ohio rigged elections. Oh, boy, this guy. Uh, He was running for AG in Ohio, Steve Duttelbach. He said in 2018 that uh, the Republican Dave Yost was part of this mess, secret meetings, rigged elections. He tweeted this out. He actually tweeted it out. Yeah. What? I know. This guy really for ATF? Can they find like a non-nut job to be? I'm just curious. To be uh, a non, you know, universal background check loving, red flag loving guy. A Pennsylvania man was arrested for putting Joe Biden, I did that stickers on gas pumps. Why? Can you be arrested with it? They, they said uh, his name's Thomas Glazeski. He was arrested and charged after they caught him putting it on at a Turkey Hill gas station. Misdemeanor charge of resisting arrest. Summary, sum, summary offenses of disorderly conduct. Criminal mischief. Uh, he put a, they apparently police tackled him in the parking lot because he put a sticker on a gas pump. He put a sticker on a gas pump. Now I will, he apparently also sprayed them with clear coat to make them harder to remove. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't use no clear coat. Okay. Oh gosh. And Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp signed constitutional carry 25th state with constitutional carry. Go Georgia. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter, ladies and gentlemen. You all have Siri, right? Oh, gosh, I hope I'm not making her talk. Hold up, I got to. <laughs> That's why I turned mine off. I know, I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. Sometimes I'll, like, if I call her name, nothing. But if I say something that is not even remotely close to her name, 
And I picked the British one because the other one's voice sounded like it was trying to be too nice but secretly loathed me. Then she hears me and responds. And I'm like, I didn't even call you. Here's why I'm bringing this up. So we've gone through the emoji wars. Now, this is from New York Post. Are you ready? Apple Siri reportedly gets a new gender-neutral sounding voice. I don't even know what that means. The new Siri voice is being tested as part of the beta version of iOS 15, released on Tuesday, was recorded by a member of the LGBTQ plus chimney community, Apple to- told Axios. <laughs> the new voice is, do, it's on my phone now. It is? <laughs> it's referred to, Kane, as voice five. And oh, it's iOS beta. Okay, I, well, maybe. Sounds less explicitly male or female than the previous English speaking options. Is there going to be an Arabic one? I'm curious. They want to add more diverse options because people want to feel represented when they ask their phone stupid things and the phone speaks back. I am so tired of this. I want to feel represented. (sighs) Now, the company stopped using the female voice as the default for Siri. And they ask people to choose between several options because people are so sensitive. This is why, you know what? We're priming ourselves for an alien takeover. And we deserve it. Let's be real. Like, we deserve it. So, (laughs) I was thinking about this. I don't know. Really, I don't know what that sounds like. We had a really good listener who was like, to fact check the article, a synthetic voice is technically not a voice at all. It's merely a replicated sound. And if it's imitating humans, it has to be male or female. If it's not imitating a human voice it's moot are we going to rename siri pat <laughs> we were asking steve on break have you seen the it's pat this the skit that snl used to do which you could not do today i just love that and the whole point was to guess which sex pat was what gender are you because it was androgynous weird pat and androgynous weird pat remember when they had their uh pat announced pat's engagement <laughs> and pat was getting engaged to chris and Pat and I, yeah, and they were trying to figure out who's the bride, like which one is, it was so, it was funny. But it was a foretelling of, like you can't even ask questions and satiate curiosity anymore because curiosity is offensive. So I was thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, what would, what does a gender neutral voice even sound like? I think, Dan, you have to eliminate the lower register of your voice and the higher register of your voice so as to not indicate gender. I don't know how to do that, Kane. It's You're very getting difficult. Getting close. That's good. Is this is this removing the higher and lower registers right. of my it, voice? Uh, it also helps to speak on a whole host of gender neutral topics. Like you sound more like a man just then. What? Yeah. It wasn't intentional. Uh, I'm triggered. Gender neutral topics like you know, fishing and pedicures. Is fishing gender neutral? Or unicorns and power tools? Sandwiches. Everyone likes sandwiches. Saturday morning cartoons and MMA fighting. It, that's that's too gender specific. You think? Maybe. I don't know. Steve, do I sound like a man or a woman? You sound like you're on your deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the new Siri, everybody. So you could go like Kane. You're here. You be you. I'm your Siri. So talk, I'm your. Well, name me. I'm okay. Pat. Hey Siri. Yes, Kane. Uh. When is President's Day? President's Day was yesterday, Kane. It always falls right around Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, that, no, I'm sorry, it was Monday. I forget. 
George Washington's too birthday. busy trying to keep between the registers. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my Siri confused. Just trying to keep the gender neutral voice going. That's not good. <laughs> you gotta gotta stay right here in this sort of uh, this sort of register. What there. happens if you get scared? Oh. <laughs> or if you're calling for help. I think that's uh help. Those are emotions I don't want to engage in. Those are gender specific emotions. Yeah. You yeah. can't have that. Gender neutral. There's no calling for help. <laughs> Maybe we gender, just whisper. Gender neutral topics. Very. Like getting the mail. Right. Changing your tire. <laughs> changing tire sounds. Yeah, stuff, you know, both genders do. Sounds historically and statistically gender specific. But things like sandwiches and lemonade, people like food items that's very, very that's gender neutral. Right. In Fruit. terms of activities, roller coasters. Fruit. Tend to be pretty gender neutral. Fruit cups and hamburgers. Snack pack pudding cups. Like pretty that. gender neutral. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. <sighs> Just make a turn at the roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, though. Are, are people so concerned about what gender their voice is on Siri more than the information they get from Siri when they ask the question? Yes, because who cares about the information you get? What does my Siri sound like? I can't live my life until everything meets my political spectrum. I couldn't care less. They must, do they have a robot voice for Siri? Because that's what I would choose. Robot's pretty gender neutral. <laughs> we need robot insurance, by the way, with that AI stuff coming. Coming to eat your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris says I sound like Scarlett Johansson. Really? I don't think so. I don't sound like that, do I, Steve? That's a, I'm that's, being gender neutral. That's a gender. That's like oh, a she's yeah. That's like a poor, that's a poor woman's Johansson impression. It's pretty close. Really? Yeah. I would not. She sounds like a chick when she talks, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who. Every. Yeah. I don't care about the voice of my phone. No, I don't either. There's one opera singer. What is it? And I got to know them because I so I love James Bond, right? And there, I'm going to look this up. There was a, a really great track in uh, James Bond. It's, um, it was in, uh, was it Sky? No, I don't know if it was Skyfall. Uh, anyway, there was a really good track. It was when, um, oh gosh, what's her friend? Monica Bellucci. It was a scene of Monica Bellucci. And she's like basically going to go kill herself. And she comes back after her husband's funeral. And, and the guy is like this. He's got this crazy range. Um, he also has like seven children, in case anybody's wondering. But he can sing second soprano. And he can all the way, and he go all the way down to a tenor. Amazing range, like a beautiful tone. And I've become a huge fan. Um, that's like the only thing that I can think of that would, that would like fall into that. But this is how crazy. It is a stupid synthetic recorded or recorded voice on your phone. Can we stop being so sensitive? Oh my gosh, I don't like it. That little tiny picture that I would use on my phone. I'm sure those kids that are digging hand with their hands in the mud looking for your damn cobalt in congo are really concerned about your 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 preference for voice on your phone oh my gosh there are not enough middle fingers in the world for you that's such a first world privileged problem you know the problem is we don't have enough problems kane 
everyone's lives have been so easy. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to deal with like dysentery anymore. We don't have to deal with, you know, all this horrible stuff anymore. We've got electric mixers in the kitchen. We don't have to go beat our clothes on the side of the river on a rock. We have all of this free time for activities and we spend it being offended. Yes, I, I'm not joking. If we get hit by an asteroid, we deserve it. I mean, this is, if I were an all-powerful deity, I would totally fling rocks at us. I really would. I'm not, I'm just saying. All right, I want to play, I want to switch it up. I want to play some flashback audio for you. Do you remember, first off, let me set this up. Of course you remember, this was yesterday. It started trending yesterday, this, um, the story about how, how Trump had said that Putin was smart. Now, I made the point in, when I was talking about all of this earlier, pointing out uh, the moves of your opponent, point, e- evil is not dumb. It can be, but not all evil's dumb. Pointing this out is not praising it. And I want to set that stage because that's what everyone was, everyone immediately wanted to say, oh, Trump was, you know, he said that, P- that Putin was smart. He's praising him. But that's not what was happening. But if you guys want to play that game, let's go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the early aughts, right? This was then Senator from Delaware, Joseph Biden, talking about Vladimir Putin. And listen. But we have to keep in mind, while Russia's un- Russia under President Putin is moving toward greater acceptance of the rule of law, free trade, and a market economy, it's not there yet. It hopes to join the World Trade Organization in seeking foreign investment, and it's working to reverse its legal and business structures toward those ends. But it still falls by the wayside in significant points. Hmm. Hmm. Look at that. Well, did we get it? He was like, he's like Peter the Great. Because that was the big takeaway. He actually said, oh, he's like as you know, great as Peter. The-. I mean, he actually said that. It was unbelievable. The audio soundbite of him. Yeah, play this. I'm close to amazed by how far Putin seems to have come in making, throwing his lot with the West. Um, He seems to have, from all the briefings I've gotten, uh, actually uh, stiff-armed his military here and stiff-armed some of the Browns and Reds in the, uh, in the, uh, um, uh, in his government. Uh, and out of government and made a very, I don't think anybody since Peter the Great has made such a significant, at least initial move. Mm. Why is he praising Putin? Why do you like him? By the way, one of our listeners, David, out in Orlando, says we both sound like Patrick from SpongeBob. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Which sounds true. Sounds about right. So that's that's Joe Biden praising. He's praising Putin, Kane. Yeah. Oh, he, he's praising him. Mm. My goodness. I'm just like, you know, just saying here. I mean, it sounded to me like he was just pointing out some of the facts of what Putin was doing. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. but I don't know why when President Trump does it, it's somehow praising. Evil is not like I said, evil is not necessarily dumb and pointing this out as a way to get people to adjust their expectations of engagement and to modify strategies is not praise. But we are so politically tribal, we will cut our nose off to spite our face and, and ignore this. It's just, this is wild to me. It really is. I, I, it's, it's not, 
and I think it also you're you're telling people to not pay attention to and under understand um the strategy the reality not understand your opponent and that's incredibly dangerous you're you're uh, you're neutering your strategy and your ability to be able to respond by refusing to acknowledge and understand your opponent that is anti-sun Tzu. which by the way if you think too much emphasis is placed on that then you might want to ask why our founders relied and 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 not just on so many other roman generals and and greek strategy but also uh, were students themselves of Sun Tzu, as Washington was, and as Madison was, and as Hamilton was, particularly Washington. But this is one of the reasons why we, we need to understand this. All of this stuff comes together to, to shed light on, on his motivations, which could indicate future moves. It's very important to, 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 to know this. Like, there was a piece right now, uh, Noah Rothman wrote it. The fantastical world of the pro-Putin right. I just think this stuff is so reductive. And I, I'm, I'm just really getting some, I'm getting really, I, I hate, I loathe, politically loathe the left. But there is a segment of the right that is trying to make stup- as stupid as possible. Commentary and observation. And it drives me up a wall. I know it's the new trend, but it drives me up a wall. And to argue that somehow not wanting to just, you know, go at it in Ukraine is somehow pro-Putin is one of the most reductive, stupid things I've ever heard. And if this is going to become a talking point of a large segment of the right, that's going to do more to foster division from within than anything the left could ever do. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. I'm just going to read this headline as it is, ladies and gentlemen. I got a shark one here coming up, too. This one says, poop left behind in Fort Myers mobile home after break-in. Yeah, Fort Myers, Florida. Somebody broke into a Fort Myers mobile home and left some feces behind. Not on one, but two different occasions. It is a serial fecal lever. I'm just calling it that. Uh, the family's petrified, so they don't want to speak on camera. They say that the person broke a window to get inside. They, Whoever did it st- stole some cash and also some fruit. Oh. Not kidding. <clears throat> they said it was some point during the day, broke in on Monday, went straight to the master bedroom, and uh, the, the police said, quote, I'm looking at feces. A human went blank on a person's property. This is not normal for someone to do that. They covered it with a shirt. They don't know who... Did, well, I guess they were investigating. This whole thing is so odd. I, 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 people are odd. People are weird. Uh, a woman saved herself from being gobbled up uh, by a shark by punching it in the face or in the nose. You know that actually that's how you do it. This was a lemon shark. It kept tugging at her. And she said she could feel its teeth on her ankle. She was snorkeling off of dry tortugas and she punched a six-foot shark in the face off the coast of Florida and it let her go that actually does work you're supposed to do that if like you know you can live from them getting you the first time stick with us the president and I know that one of the biggest challenges facing working families today is the rising cost of living helping Americans lower their monthly bills 
is one of our administration's top priorities. Except it's not really the government's job. You're just supposed to get out of the way and then it takes care of itself. Welcome back to the program, though. Always so good to be with you. I'm your hostess, Dana Lash. We were on break reminiscing about the great drinks of childhood, Hawaiian punch and Yoo-Hoo, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, now we're back here in the adult world where everything sucks. So, yay, there you go. Well, we're all going to get through it together. I'm not quite sure uh, what Kamala Harris thinks the administration's responsibilities actually are, but lowering bills is not one of them. So during this conversation, because everything was discussed from, you know, Putin's price hike, everybody's on that talking point, to uh, of college. Everyone keeps talking about college and, and, and the administration is, is once a, they have another moratorium and now they want free college, they want to excuse all of this, which is silly because then don't sign up for loan ter- terms of a loan that you cannot fulfill. No one owes you that. She has no idea what Pell Grants are, the VP. Man, this is some straight-up privilege right here. Listen to audio sound by 10. Hoo-hoo. Have you increased Pell Grants? Um, we have definitely extended the, and it's something that I think we need to keep doing, the, the okay. awareness about what we have to do on Pell Grants, and I can follow up with you on specifically what we've been doing. But okay. um, I can tell you that when I was in the Senate, I was definitely working on the Pell Grant issue because... It can't be what it was when I was at Howard. (laughs) When she is walking around actually saying anything of substance on that. That was actually her best performance rhetorically right there. Believe it or not. It really was. It really was. Oh, that's something else. I tell you. No, it is. All right. So I want to I want to switch gears. I had to I had to share that audio with you. So Cam Newton is getting a lot of heat. I don't know if y'all saw this. And he's uh, a free agent. And uh, it's all over everywhere. Everyone's like, his comments are ridiculously sexist and all this other stuff. And I I just, I cannot stand the same old same old. First off, let the man express a viewpoint without everybody getting their jimmies rustled. Just stop. I want to play this. And we're going to discuss it because everybody's mad about everybody's mad at this man. Listen to this. Here it goes. I grew up in a three parent household, my mom, my father and my grandmother. And uh, I knew what a woman was, not a bad. OK, what's the difference? A woman. OK, a bad is a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I, I, I looked apart. But I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad, and I say in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to 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 go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm-hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby. Like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Where's the lie? Fight me. He ain't wrong. 
I'm giving you the green light. I'm giving you the lady pass, Kane. Why you Kane is so uncomfortable. You all right? It's quite a quite a tightrope to walk here, isn't it? It's not though, because here's why. First off, before everybody sits here and jumps down this man's throat and is like, "Oh, you're sexist," because he's talking. Can I just say he's talking about the, the they were talking about the term "bad bitch." That's what they're talking about. Basically, let's put it in. You know, they they were talking about empowered females because you hear that, right? Girl power, female empowerment. You know, boss babe, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, but you can't cook. Like, you you look the part, but you can't cook. He's making a greater point here that everybody's missing because they're all focusing on one aspect of what he said, which is how he's, he was saying that, you know, a woman, you know, needs to be, you know, take care of business. And then also when he's like, you know, and, and cater to a man's needs. Now, instead of before everybody else, before everybody else is is jumping down his throat on this, notice, and my follow-up question to this would have been, how do you define that? That's how you define, you know, an empowered woman. How do you find an, how do you define an empowered man? Because I think his definition, and first off, Everyone focuses on cater to this, cater to that. Look, I'm going to tell you something. You are not in a healthy relationship if you don't believe that serving your significant other's needs is part of the equation. You're not in a healthy relationship. The end. Now, maybe he's a a football player. He's not a philosopher. But I'm not going to have the way he delivered his message negate the point of his message now to that point if a woman he's like basically you know having you know knowing how for he goes now a woman for me is handling your own but knowing how to cater to a man's needs my definition is a man in this regard in this context a man needs to be able to handle his own and also cater to his woman's needs goes both ways so before everybody jumps down his throat and starts going sexist, sexist, the follow-up question to that would have been, okay, well, where's your role as the man in this? Now, that question wasn't asked to him that I know of, but I don't know why everybody, he's, he's talking about these, you know, the boss babe and everything else and all these women who are out there like, oh, I'm doing, I can, you know, I'm running this and I'm, they, there's a lot of chicks out there that look the part. And there's a lot of chicks that don't know how to raise kids and do not know how to uh, be a good partner with their husband or their boyfriend or their fiance in a relationship. And there are a lot of women out there who do not know how to cook. And it, I, there, I remember during the 90s, it was like a thing nobody bragged about. Nobody bragged about cooking skills. Nobody bragged about anything that you would classify as home economics. He's not lying. Being a lady... And knowing when to speak out and knowing, basically picking your fights. The people who think his comments are dumb are dumber because they're missing the entire point because they're focusing on how he packaged it. So no, I do not think he is wrong. I think everybody needs to lay off Cam Newton. I mean, right? That's how I look at it. 
the, how a woman is and how a man is in a relationship. And if you're going to be empowered, why the hell are you out there begging Uncle Sam for handouts on abortion? If you're empowered, why the hell are you out there begging Uncle Sam for help with your college education? If you're empowered, why the hell are you begging Uncle Sam for anything? You should be telling Uncle Sam to get out if you're truly empowered. I've said this over and over again. You see these boss bitches out there, sit, they talk a great game. But what can the government give me? That's not empowerment. And he's right. Some people just don't like to hear it because it forces them to scrutinize their own inadequacies. Where's the lie? And you made a good point, Kane. Say what you were saying in Slack. Yeah, he was talking about traditional relationship roles. And in today's climate, that's a big no-no. On social media, everywhere, you can't talk about... It's been the destruction of the Heaven nuclear... Heaven forbid a black man talk freely about what he thinks yeah. that women's and men's roles should be. The nuclear family is really the destruction of the nuclear family. You know, whether you talk about, you know, blacks in America, whites in America, Asians, doesn't matter. A breakdown of that nuclear family is the problem we have in society today. Exactly. And yes, men need to know their their role and women need to know their role. I mean, I've said this, I, I mean, I, I've said this a million times. I have these conversations with my husband. Sometimes I shock my husband because I, what are you, you're laughing. No, I'm, not laughing. I'm laughing at what Juan put in Slack. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Juan puts in, or asking mom to take care of the kids while she goes out clubbing. Oh, oh, but there's truth in that. You know, I mean, it's about responsibility. He is not wrong. I'm just shocked at all these, and all these women get all mad at him. Oh, I can't believe he's so sexist. You're sexist for jumping on his throat like that. You're missing the force for the trees. Women today, not all of them, but a lot of them, the ones who are the loudest, squeaky wheels and all, they are in a rush to see what they can be offended about today. My gosh, they are in a rush. I'm so empowered, but I'm going to go six figures in debt studying women's studies at a four-year university. Then I'm not going to be able to get a job when I graduate, and I'm going to have to have the government help me. Uh, I just, I, I can't, it's a false feminism is what it is. He called it out. I'm glad he did. And instead of jumping down his throat, some of these women out here should be saying, you know what, he's right. Some of you women make it a little harder for the rest of us. I was just reading a thing today by, oh man, God help me, this Linda Hirschman wannabe who was sitting here going, I almost responded. I almost set it off, but I held back. I held back because I'm like, I do not have to attend every fight to which I'm invited. I have to tell myself this, even though I love to fight. Again, sometimes women and men need to know when to be quiet. So, but I was looking at it. It was, uh, oh, stay-at-home moms. There's like this newfound attack, and it's coming from third wave feminism. Not even second wave. But they were saying, oh, stay-at-home women, they're so much more stressed and unappreciated. And I'm like, girl, you don't even have kids. You never even stayed home with your kids. I stayed home with my kids. When they're at their youngest, most formative years, that was the plan. That was the plan. I just... um, It is amazing to me when people are faced with criticisms that resonate within them. Maybe some people need to be silent and do a little, do a little inventory. Do a soul douche. And then you know what? Then you can criticize Kim Newton. How about that? Right, Kane? Sure. 
There you go. All right, we got more to come. This made me, it just made me mad. I could talk about this for the rest of the show. Leave Cam alone! As we get moving on, we got more to come. As we get moving on, our partners for this portion of our program. And, of course, I sh- who do we have? Because I, I closed it like a moron. Oh, no, wait, I got it. Don't tell me. No, 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 don't do it. We have more to come, including, I had one more bit. Oh, my gosh. I have a couple of wokery. I may have to save one of them for tomorrow. Uh, but we got a bunch still. And we're still waiting for any kind of announcement from Twitter. This is all interesting to watch in real time. It really is. I mean, it's you're, you're, because you're watching the trajectory of things change. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. You feel like going and picking a fight with a robot king? I kind of do. Kind of do, right? So here's this headline. A seven-foot-tall robot at Dallas Love Field is watching for unmasked travelers and curbside loiterers. Man, I'm telling you, I may go fly southwest just so I can flip this thing off. It's a seven-foot-tall robot, and it's watching you, like, if you're... If you're boarding a flight and you're not wearing your mask or parking too long at the curb, if you're picking up a returning traveler, this is some RoboCop stuff. They call it SCOT, S-C-O-T. And they said they were installed a month ago to determine whether or not they're capable of efficiently supplementing current airport operations. I mean, even the agents are going to be replaced by robots. They look like kiosks, so it's not like, you know, a regular robot looking thing. But if you, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like it's spying at you. It's a camera and it says, welcome to Dallas. It looks like a giant, if you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force, it looks like Master Shake without the straw. That's what it looks like. It looks like a giant Master Shake without the straw. And uh, they're watching you. I kind of want to pick a fight with it, Kane. I'm not going to lie to you. Not going to lie. So this, a uh, couple of things, da, 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 da. border crisis, 80% in a new survey want immigration reduced. And they want stricter vetting. This is a CBS poll. Whoa. CBS. And if you look at it, it's only like plus two left. The Democrats. It's not like super, you know, oversampled. But dang, a lot of Democrats. Especially when you get down to them border state. Border state Democrats. That's a serious issue. They asked, the poll specifically asked the question, quote, what do you think of U.S. immigration policy? What do you think U.S. immigration policy should generally be? 61% said some immigration, but it should be based on strict criteria with an overall reduction and more rigorous vetting and assimilation policy. Interesting. Meta, the metaverse. Aren't we kind of, I feel like we're already kind of in a quasi metaverse already because the metaverse is basically just virtual spaces where people can hang out and not be physically together. That's what metaverse says. So we're already kind of in metaverse in a way, like how we communicate, you know, online, social media platforms. Anyway, Meta, Facebook, is uh, testing new tools that will allow Horizon Worlds creators to make money in the metaverse, but confirm they'll take a 47% cut of their virtual wares. They want creators to earn a living and people to purchase digital goods, services, and experiences. I think digital goods is stupid. I'm sorry. Like people buying all the skins on whether it's like Call of Duty or, you know, Elden Ring or whether it's, you know, Borderlands. It's not. Stop it. Like earn that stuff. Don't just be buying it. It's a digital service. Well, it is harder now. It's harder now because uh, uh, some of the differences of opinion uh, between our countries have been hardened and sharpened. Uh, and that makes the diplomacy more complicated. Uh, I am in touch with my counterpart, uh, Shia Jemwa, 
He's working in good faith, I think, to try to accelerate the process. We need to get things going. Mm, that's John Kerry saying that the communism of the CCP and China is making it a little bit hard for their wokery or the climate stuff. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Oh, man. It is. Yeah, it does make it. Heaven forbid. It does make it a little bit more difficult, does it not? That's the uh, that's the that's the whole thing of this. I said yesterday on I was on social media and I, and I wasn't actually joking about it at all. I'm like, man, if if Elon Musk keeps making good moves, maybe I'll consider a Tesla, particularly the S model plaid, which I'm told can go from zero to 60 in 0.2 seconds, which is amazing. That's crazy. Isn't that like technically like the fastest car in existence right now? Yeah. I don't even know why I need that much, that ludicrous amount of speed. But the point is, I'm a, I'm an American, damn it. I can have it. I don't need to justify it. Why do you need that much speed? Why do you, what does it need to go that fast? Why does it, because, um, because that's why. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know, maybe just because what if I need to go drive away from a Sasquatch? I don't know. Right. In Texas. Could happen. Just saying. There's, you know, a few things there. Could ha- could totally happen. Mm-mm-mm. But I was saying that I was, I'm considering trading my car in for it. I want to really want to test drive it now. Maybe, maybe take it to Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, just to see how fast it goes. Pull a Richard Hammond. And- yeah, to me, there's two different categories, like the Hellcat, for example, because I know That's, you're a big fan I, of the Hellcat. Yeah, I would love the Hellcat. I should have got it right when they came out. I don't know why I didn't. Now, it may not be fast zero to 60 as the Tesla, but it, just the feel and the sound of being in a Hellcat, if you've ever driven a car with an eight-cylinder engine in it, that is it's the sound of freedom. It's kind of unmatched. But yeah, the speed of the Tesla is pretty intriguing. I I don't know how the, the, I don't know how the Plaid... The S plaid handles though. And also, what if I would have to replace the battery? Those things are expensive. It's like another car. So those are things that are putting me off, right? I mean, I want I I legit want to look down at my speedometer and I want it to look like it was ripped out of the space balls console. Dark helmets console. I want to see the ludicrous speed. Just saying. And by the way, if you are unfamiliar with that that's that that was light speed ludicrous speed well actually it was past light speed it was faster than light speed it was ludicrous speed now i um i think it's funny because it's plaid and they have plaid speed in space ball so clearly that's what this was named after so i don't know i don't know how it handles i i don't know like are there what, what are the flaws i don't know i do can i just say something the only thing just like looking at the photos of it without having driven it what is up with the tiny steering wheel? I don't want to feel like I'm holding an Xbox controller driving my car because then I'll start looking for the triggers, you know, down below. I'm just curious <laughs> where it looks like an Xbox controller. What is up with the tiny little wheel? What is up with that? The display screen should not be larger than the wheel. So I have an issue there. I don't know. Me, I don't know if you, if that's something that you can customize. Are there people who I, I don't know. I just need the car that I have now. I would, I would love to rip out that steering wheel and take it with me forever. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. Is it weird to be that attached to something that is just specific to my current vehicle? I don't know. But I really want to take this thing out for a spin. I really did want that Hellcat though. And as Kane was talking about, the sound of that is just unbeatable. They're super expensive now. Have you seen the price of them? Every, they all got bought up. 
Richard Rawlings, there was like one out of at our Chrysler Dodge dealership. There was one Hellcat there. And I had been I was looking at it, I was eyeing it, I was just giving it hugs and kisses. Rawlings came in and just bought it right the heck up. It was there for like a week. He came in, rolled in, got it. It's like, golly, I get it. But I don't know. There's something I I love fossil fuels. Dude, I love powering my car with dead dinosaurs. It's amazing. Think about it. You're running on dead dinos. Just saying. I think there's always going to be room for for oil and gas. My husband keeps going, you know, everything's going to be EV. Everything's going to be electric. All cars are going to be, you're just going to have to get used to it, Dana. I'm not opposed to it, but I also am really weird about charging up my vehicle. There's, let's be honest, there's a little control that you have to use. Don't they have firmware updates and stuff? I'm sure. See? That, that right there, that worries me a bit. How much of it is, I, now I'm going to have like ridiculous questions. Okay, so you have to have a firmware update. I, I want to be convinced, but I have some issues. Because you got to let go of a little control, and I, that, is the, I, that is not in my DNA. Dude, I, I would rather, like that's one of the things I even like about the Flintstone cars. You con- I mean, you have more control than you do over you know, a gas vehicle. I'm just saying, what happens if, can it crash? I mean, have you seen your iPhone? Sometimes your iPhone just totally freezes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Juan, are you messing with me? Juan's like, your Tesla could get hacked. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it could though. He says he got his car because wheels and rims. I'm not, I'm not going to, de- I, I mean, that's something I would say. So I'm not, <laughs> and I'd be like wheels, rims and cup holders. Yeah. Woo. But I don't know. Like Everything what? can go electric, but it's still going to be powered by generators that run on oil and gas. Yeah, I don't care about being green. I don't even care. People are like, you should go green. I'm like, shut up. You're going to gonna talk me out of it. Every time you say that to me about a Tesla, as soon as I'm thinking of it, and you're like, yeah, go green. I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. I don't care. If I could just feed trees into my car and power, I just don't care. I don't care. We are technologically advanced to where I am totally great and i celebrate the fact that i do not run on the same forms of energy that we did back in the days when we thought that uh sicknesses were caused by spirits and demons just saying right where we have antibiotics just totally i'm not against alternate forms of energy i just don't care about the green aspect of it i do a lot i support a lot of conservation efforts i you know i believe in being a good steward of my environment i'm not cult-like fanatic about it i just like the speed and the coolness of it and to me it's also kind of a gadget but at the same time i got some hurdles like what happens what if it freezes you know why i feel like this a lot of times because i watched that stupid show upload and that car killed that dude let me i'm gonna be honest that's really like in my head now because the car was like i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna just crush you right into this truck i'm not saying that at all that any ev would do that but i don't know i got I got concerns, right? So I mentioned it and I had, and Tesla people are very, very helpful. They love helping you. That is one thing I've noticed. Tesla people live to help you. I heard you're getting a Tesla. I heard that you, uh, you're thinking about a Tesla. Let me tell you everything I know. It's actually super helpful and it's kind of funny because all of a sudden all these people are like, you're going to be friends with us. Come sit at our lunch table. And then they tell you everything that they know. So they were, because all I said was, keep this up and I'm actually going to, I might actually trade my thing in for my car and for Tesla. 
And all of a sudden, everyone was like, join us. Join us. I'm everywhere. Then they made me a little, little nervous. But I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got some questions about that. But I don't know. Are we, I don't know if we're ever going to be away from gas and oil for vehicles. It replenishes. I just don't know that we'll ever be away from that. Now, one of the questions you might be thinking of, because I talk so badly about it, Dane, are you worried about how the cobalt in your battery? No, no, I'm not. See, that's the thing. I don't feel bad about saying that. I care about the environment, but I'm not a nut job about it. And I also completely realize, and so I will say one of the hurdles that, so I have the, the handling, I want to know how the handling is, firmware and stuff like that. Do I, am I actually giving up a little bit of control in my vehicle? Like, how does that work? Third thing is, is that the majority of the elements that I would be, that are used in really making this happen, are mined in China or places that China controls through their quasi-belt and road, well, through their straight-up belt and road initiative, like the Democratic Republic of Congo. By the way, that whole business, that whole business transaction was done by Hunter Biden, who got a sweet kickback off that. I, I also don't want to be enriching him or his firm or enriching the CCP. So that's the, actually, for real, is the biggest hurdle. I don't give a crap about it. I and mean, I don't care where they call it from. I don't care if it, magical snails bring it up from their riverbeds. I don't care. I, I just want the speed. That's all I'm saying. I'm being honest about it. Everyone else is like, oh, look at me. I'm so green. Shut up. You're not green. You're not green. You're faking it. You're fi- you outsourced it. That's like... That's like when you have guests over and your house is a wreck and you shove everything into the never used guest room and shut the door. Same thing. Your house is still a wreck. You just shoved it all into one room and shut the door. Same thing. Same thing here. I have really strong feelings about this. I don't know if you can tell. Some uh, real strong ones though. Okay, so a few other things. There's one other thing I was going to get into and I completely forgot. Uh... This, oh, John Stewart, his uh, streaming talk show did not go well. And I want to bring this up just because it's going to aggravate, might aggravate you. Do you believe in multivitamins, Kane? Do I believe in them? Yeah. Um, like, I, not that they exist, but that the, they do what they say they do? I don't think when you take a vitamin itself that you're getting even close to 100% of what they claim you're getting. I think by taking it, orally like that i've now i've done iv vitamins which i think actually do help and i think you actually feel a difference when you do it that way yeah i feel like throwing cars in the parking your stomach acid and everything else kind of destroys uh the pills before they even get implemented into your system the only only thing i take is vitamin d i think everything else is garbage yeah or folic acid yeah i kind of think everything else because there's a study you actually found this five studies suggest that multivitamins are not improving your health I'll put this in the prep email. And that's a big industry, too. I didn't realize how big of an industry it is. I, f- I feel like I should go put out some vitamins. Right. right? People can just go turn on the tap and fill a bottle of water. This was filled at the spring at my house. <laughs> I feel like I, need, I should put out some multivitamins. Right. They, they said that one study, they looked at a review of 170. One study looked at other studies. They reviewed 179 other studies on popular vitamin supplements between 2012 and 2017 and they said that the majority of them that they did nothing there's no advantage they said although i still do the vitamin d just because and i'll do folic acid that's it i don't do nothing else chris takes like massive he's got like packages they're pre-packaged vitamins 
and he's like he makes a big deal out of it like here's my little package here's all my little vitamins in my package and when i do take and those, they're the think, size of horse pills i think you're talking about the myovites because I, I do those too um but i always double up if i'm going to take them i always double up on them because i what think, yeah i think that so you get n- double the inaction. double nothing right yeah. no well i think there's a little bit that you don't get anything close to what they claim you're getting I just think that by taking more, you're helping a little. Mm. That's what I'm. That's what I do sometimes. Well, you're helping. We're helping a little bit. There you go. Okay, so uh, I have a piece that I'm working on, titled, and you'll get this if you subscribe to the newsletter: "To Salt or Not Salt the Earth." Disney versus DeSantis, because some on the right are trying to put out, you know, put out a little flag saying, "Wait, wait, wait, hold up." You don't want to overplay your hand on the wokery. You know, don't get hysterical. The the legislature in Florida, DeSantis, conservatives stood up, fought back and won. Don't don't make it all worse and don't don't go for revenge. Is it about revenge or is it about a reckoning? That's one question. My second question is. Isn't that kind of always a problem with the right? An unwillingness to see the plan all the way through and inflict the greatest amount of consequence. See, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm a very much saltier person. I just feel like you want to send a message, never do this again or we'll destroy you. Never, ever, ever try to take on parents like this again over sovereignty of their children or we will utterly destroy you. That's not about revenge. It's about a reckoning, right? I'm going to explore this in a piece further and we're going to talk, discuss it more tomorrow. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at Substack because to salt or not salt the earth. Because as you know, the situation with um, Florida and their tax their their uh, tax uh, exemptions, they tried to. Florida was looking at this very responsible basic bill that talked about parents and their rights as it relates to their children's education. And the left went nuts and Disney got involved in it and Florida and DeSantis won. And now there's a question as to whether or not conservatives should make these policies worse by, you know, salting the earth. And I don't know, I think that you there's like a there's a huge discussion right now about this taking place on the right. And I I feel just like, yeah, I think that they should, honestly. Because you had people, executives at Disney, and you had people who were, I, I mean, Bob Chapek, these, are, these were not just like low-level people. These were the people who run the entire of, entirety of the company that were making these horrible accusations to parents and accusing them of getting people killed and everything else just because they wanted to have involvement in their kids' education. It just seems as though... One of the things that the right fails to do is to have a reckoning, which is not the same thing as vengeance. I'm going to write about this, so make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Kane today in stupidity. What do we All got? All right. Well, we had plenty to choose from, but we'll take uh, New York City's Eric Adams. Mm-hmm. He's the mayor, and he says he's going to continue to enforce mask mandates unconstitutionally. Listen. We are going to continue uh, to encourage New Yorkers uh, to wear a mask on the subway, and we believe that we have the authorization to do so. When you really don't. But yeah. that'll be interesting how you this don't. plays out. If the legally. CDC didn't, why would he? And politically. 
Yeah. So, yeah. That doesn't but make any... Yeah, the yeah. CDC didn't. It's stupid. Yeah, so there you go. We, folks, I'm telling you, we've got a lot to juggle. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Look for that piece and get the Radio Prep email as well. Have a great night back with you tomorrow. <laughs>